Don't you worry about a thing. Jesus Christ is still the King. Welcome to the Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr on Iowa Catholic Radio. Every Wednesday, diving deep in the truth of the Catholic Church and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good, live from the Mercy Live Up Studio. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. Bud? Bud? Oh, that's right, folks. Bud is not here. He has abandoned us. No, I'm kidding. Bud is on the road, but don't worry, folks. He will return in the middle segment because we have quite a treat for you. If you were listening on Monday, we did a crossover show with the Man Up guys, Joe Stopulus and Father uh, Zakowski, and then they're on our show as well, and Bud will be on that as well. So that's coming up later. We are coming to you live from Mercy Live Up Studios, 11.58 a.m., 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, streaming live on iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app from Blessman Ministries and the People's Abstract Company. Like I said, a cold, uh, wonderful winter day here in Mercy Live Up Studio. I know everybody was thinking that it would be spring forever, and then all your flowers died. However, when I moved up here, I was always looking for some snow, and I got it, so blame me, folks. Blame me. Like I said, um, it's me in the studio for the beginning and the end, um, but we have a wonderful segment for you today that I hope you stick around for. The Men's Conference, Faith for the Journey, that's coming up Saturday, March 25th, uh, where we have a lot of local folks and also people coming from outside the diocese to speak, is coming up soon. And sort of in preparation for that, we had our crossover special uh, with the Man Up guys. So that's what we'll be doing today, like I said, so make sure to stick around. Um, We are underwritten, as always, by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where Bud and I are both mercifully employed. Uh, We are in spring break, hence why Bud is not here in the chair right now. Um, So our students are out and about, hopefully getting some rest. Um, and we're looking forward if to uh, people signing up for the summer semester especially. You can still inquire for the spring, but coming up soon is registry for summer. Bud and I are pretty excited. We're going to get to be teaching an intro to philosophy class. I want to call it Bud, Bo, and Plato, uh, but people have decided that was a little too, you know. But uh, if you want to, we can make T-shirts. It's up to you guys. Also, we always take auditors, and you might learn something too. What you all are invited for that doesn't even take any money at all because it's free. Coming up April 6th on Mercy College campus, the Faith and Healing series from uh, that's Thursday, April 6th, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And we have a wonderful speaker, Dr. Chad Pecknold uh, from Catholic University of America. He's a systematic theologian. He's going to be talking about Augustine uh, in the City of God, talking about how the martyrs' tombs, especially St. Stephen's, had provided all this healing and even raising people from the dead, and how this very bizarre-to-us episode in the Church shows what the sort of Catholic understanding of health really means. Um, he's also going to be on our show April 5th, the day before, so stay tuned, and please make sure to come visit us. Like we said, it's free and open to the public, and we'd love to have you. Also, as always, underwritten by Cartridge World, Joe out by uh, out in Cartridge World, uh, doing us the big favor of allowing us to bring our show to you. He's a wonderful guy. For businesses, home offices, college students, or busy moms trying to find affordable ink and toner cartridges, Cartridge World has what you need. 801 73rd Street in Windsor Heights, 515-564-7400. Um, business customers, they have pickup and delivery, and they are committed to recycling, and they are environmentally friendly as well. Like I said, we have a action-packed show for you. Not only do we have the middle segment with the Man Up Dudes, I think some of them like to be called that sometimes, we also have for you, um, I think, one of our best, greatest, uh, big moments, uh, why am I saying, 
significant moments in church history. I'm using every word but the actual abne- uh, the adjective. Great moments in church history. Um, it's really of the season, you know, basketball fevers in the air. John Leonetti's really going to enjoy the one day that his team's in it. Um, it'll be really interesting to for us who have multiple weekends in it, but you know how that goes. But it's really of the season, so stick around, folks, in a minute. We'll be back with the Man Up guys. Uh, this is the Uncommon Good. Stick around. Hi, this is Father Chris Fontanini, and I want to invite you to join me for the Iowa Catholic Radio Pilgrimage to the Holy Land this October 29th and returning November 7th. We will walk where Jesus walked and celebrate Mass and see the Bible come alive. I encourage you to come to an informational meeting to learn more. It is scheduled Sunday, March 19th at 5 p.m. Go to iowacatholicradio.com to get the details or call 515 515- 223-1150. What an amazing opportunity. Hey friends, John Leonetti here, and I am thrilled to be speaking at Faith for the Journey, Iowa's Catholic Men's Conference, Saturday, March 25th at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in West Des Moines. Friends, I want you to join me and hundreds of other men of faith as we discuss the challenges and joys in being courageous disciples of Jesus Christ. Register today online at iowacatholicradio.com. You can make a difference in your families and communities. Register today, iowacatholicradio.com. back with the Uncommon Good, Bo Bonner with Dr. Bud Marr, and we have special world-famous guests, not that type of world-famous, but world-famous to us, the Man Up Guys, Father Zach, Joe, how are you guys doing today? Quite doing well. great. That's Quite a well. generous uh, generous title. The world-famous, world well. But, and, but being humble, we both agree with it. I agree. <laughs> well, this is our uh, mega epic crossover. Didn't you have sound effects for this, Bud? Crossover! Brr, brr. <laughs> Radio mashup! <laughs> So if you remember, <laughs> we were on their show Monday, and now uh, we get the pleasure of having you guys on today. And what, part of the reason we're doing this is because coming up very soon is the uh, men's conference, and we have a bunch of folks uh, in the orbit of our show um, uh, on the radio station uh, going to be at that uh, here in Iowa on the 25th. But we thought, what better way to sort of bring this up than to have the Man Up guys on our show? And... You know, you guys talk about a whole variety of topics um, pertaining to how men's spirituality matters. But, of course, for our show, we want to talk about the common good. So I thought, what is a better way than to talk about spiritual fatherhoods with uh, Father Zach here and also... Joe, how'd you put it? I said physical fatherhood, which I, I think, think works out biological well. I, fatherhood. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't too that good at science. <laughs> Either way, the idea being that the world needs fathers, and not just for um, individual or even for the nuclear family, but there's a way that society depends on this. So, first of all, welcome to the show, guys. I'm glad to have you on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having us. So I don't know who wants to kick it off. We we've never done the whole four people, you know, crisscrossing. Bud, did you have a question for them to begin it off? With? I'm not ready. I was hoping you would ask the first one. <laughs> so I guess someone's going to have to be the alpha male, and that will be me. <laughs> no, Father Zach. So what is it like for a spiritual father to? I don't know if it's counsel or interact with biological fathers. That's one I'm going with. Uh, and how is it that? Your role as spiritual father has a sort of wider cultural influence uh, than just, you know, what's good for this man, but what's good for society in large when it goes to uh, effectively evangelizing to fathers? That's a great series of questions. Um, (laughs) I think one of the things about being a, a spiritual father is that you bring to life the 
God the Father, you know. So uh, I read yesterday that that a priest brings the the shadow of God the Father into into life. That that he brings that presence of God the Father, that that love, that security, that protection, brings that into the church in a in a particular way. And I think especially through you know the sacraments of reconciliation, where people are healed and protected from sin and given the grace and the strength to continue to go forward. But also, you know, in, in so many different conversations with men, what I've found is that I am so encouraged by and inspired by uh, great men such as yourselves uh, that that are are sacrificing for their their wife. And and I think, uh, you know, what is what is so beautiful on kind of the natural plane, uh, which is that you're building up your your domestic church in your house, I think helps me to build up the local domestic church that I'm tasked with, you know, honor to, to serve. So I think, I think we can really build each other up and, and support and, and encourage each other. It can be uh, difficult in our day and age though, right? Because a lot of, I guess a lot of folks grow up not in great family situations. And in my experience, that can even influence uh, the way a person sees God or views God, you know, uh, God is father. Um, I don't know. Do you deal with this sometimes in confession or counseling? We do sometimes. And you know, there's so many, as you know, there's so many absent fathers in the world, and and of course, you know, priests are imperfect in the way that they they shepherd too. But so I think part of the our goal is to to heal that image of of the father. That fatherhood is very good, and and it's a beautiful thing, and and to not let our human experience of our own father, you know, if there's been wounds there, to let that influence the way that we see God the Father, who is the perfect father. Um, Joe, we now are going to turn to you for some brilliant advice in the biological realm. Um, one of the reasons this is so important is because Joe and I need to get used to this because for, we're going to be doing the radio sort of stuff for the man uh, the men's conference on the 25th. True. And I think the reason they did this, I was pondering this, I don't think it's because we're better than our other two cohorts, but that, like, I think people feel bad for us because Bud and Father Zach, when people walk down the road and see them, they just want to go and like confess their sins or have a shoulder to lean on. Hug I, us. Yeah, hug you guys. Mm-hmm. I think when they see me and Joe, they're like, when are we going to punch this guy? <laughs> <laughs> they usually walk to the other side of the street. Right, yeah. So I think that they're just being nice and being realizing that we're made for radio. No, Joe, so, you know, okay, so we're we're dads, but we have like a billion other jobs and you get home and... You know, if you don't kick your kids out of the house, that's a good enough job, right? That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> I keep a column, a, a, a calendar, and I have a win or a loss. So well, that's, how I, that's how I keep track. What I really want to ask you, though, is so when you decided to do Man Up, um, I, like I said, Father Zach was a natural. When someone goes like, hey, uh, you should talk about being a dad and a man on radio regularly. Yeah. What did, what did you think about that request? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't consider myself the most manly of people. Uh, anyone who's ever seen me, I weigh about 170 pounds soaking wet. Uh, I'm not the, I, I didn't, I wasn't excelling in sports in any way, shape, or form uh, in, in high school or anything like that. But no, I, I think at the end of the day, it's what I'm passionate about. I think I've seen, you know, a, a attending men's conferences, make a plug for men's conferences. I think it was probably five or six years ago I attended my first, and I just remember being on fire after my first men's conference and understanding the role and the importance of having strong Catholic men. And that's really what our show continues to come back to, is the fact that without strong men in the world, we got lots of strong women. I mean, this, this diocese is filled with strong women. We need to have strong men uh, at the same time. And 
that's what got me excited. You know, I think John was the one, Father Zach and I, when we started the show, it was from a telephone, or the, the carathon. We just literally had like one hour on the carathon and just told jokes the whole time. That went really well. We're like, that was fun. And then John's like, you should have an actual show. We're like, oh, okay, that sounds like work. <laughs> that, that sounds like a John story. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. But again, I think from an opportunity standpoint, that's what we need. I mean, we need to have strong, strong men. And you asked you know, kind of earlier, Father, the, the importance of it. What is it? What, what is the importance of it? And I go back to, to the stats. Uh, I wish I had to memorize, but unlike Dr. Bud and, and Father Zach, I'm not very smart, uh, and so I don't have stats off the top of my head. But I, I have the gist of them. Mm. Uh, and really, what, what I come back to is if so, I, a book that has a ton of these stats is "Our Kids" by Robert Putnam. If you've ever read that one, it's stat after stat after stat after stat of people who have good fathers versus not. People who come from single-parent households versus not. And that is a secular book, and it continues to drive home the point of the importance of having good fathers. Uh, and the more we can have, and especially from a spiritual standpoint, fathers leading their kids and leading their church and leading their work towards holiness, the, the stats bear it out over and over again how important it is. Well, uh, this is the Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Um, I think all that's important. I'm really fighting um, the temptation now to go around and see who was the best at sports in high school. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I don't think that's a good occasion for uh, us. I, I was picked on in high school, so yeah. I lose that battle. <laughs> my twin brother man, Reno County, Kansas. Anyway, but um, my point being is, uh, no, but video the, video game sports. Is that, is that, does that count? Super Bowl. Does that count? <laughs> no, but I'm actually, the, the Robert Putman, um, that's something that when people want to throw out like, oh, well, you know, you Christians or you Catholics specifically, and you, you always talk about fathers. Uh, it's nice to be able to pull out his work, mm-hmm. but specifically uh, doesn't get bogged down in any sort of theology, just sort of shows the, the ramifications of, of not having fathers around. So with, with what you guys talk about on, on, the, on the show, um, I bat this around in my mind sometimes and with the men's conference coming up. Do you feel like there's a spirituality that's unique to men? I don't know. I, I don't have a very well-formed question, but if you, I think if you Googled praying the rosary, a lot of the images would be of women praying the rosary. And we sort of, I don't know, like there's statistics about men going to church less and things like that. When you, when you go to places like the men's conference or on your show, what kind of vision do you set for men in terms of practicing the faith? Well, again, coming back to, to stats and stats that I don't have, but I know the gist of them. And this comes back all the way to Exodus. You know, God challenged the man. He, he made the man the one to pass the faith on, right? Men, hold this and, and pass it on to your yeah. children. And as faith leaders in the family, if the man is the faith leader and the one bringing the kids to church and is seen as a faith leader, the children, are, it's something like 70 to 80% chance of... That's the, the greatest faith. indicator, right? And if it's a, just the mom and not the dad, it's like 20 to 30%. Again, that just, I think, is that children look to their their, their dad, the masculine, as the leader in the family in all sorts of different things. And just looking at statistics, that is that shows you the importance of having a man of faith. And you know, I look to to Father John Ricardo a lot as a hero of mine and you know his dad, the example that his dad gave was what inspired him to become a priest, mostly that his dad was the president and CEO of Chrysler Motor Corporation, mm-hmm. but every night was on his knees in front of his bed. So a guy who had all the riches and powers in the world would humble himself every night to the God of the universe, even though he didn't, yep. you know, in the world's eyes, he had everything he needed. And I look at that as a great model of saying, you know, people think it's for the humble and the weak prayer. I'd say it's, it's for the strong. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's where that's where we need people is people who who don't need God, who have all the things in the world, but understand the importance of God. I think of Saint Joseph, whose feast day we're going to celebrate next week, and his role in the Holy Family. You know, his whole job was to to be the protector of the Christ child. You know, uh, when Herod was searching for for Christ, he uh, you know takes him under his arm. They take him uh, the flight uh, to Egypt uh, to get away from. Uh, that dangerous situation. So he was there as as really a a protector of uh, the Blessed Mother and and of Jesus. But also there was that, like Joe said, that humility where really as soon as his role was done in the infancy of Christ, you know, in that story, he kind of just disappears from Scripture. You know, so there's that that humility where he is Mm -hmm. standing in the place of God the Father in a way and kind of, I mean, I don't know, foster father is really a... Uh, the word to use, but he's really standing in the place of, of God the Father. So it was under his care and his guidance that Jesus learned the human virtues. You know, it's just powerful to think about that strong example. Yeah. This is The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Nice, subtle shout-out to the entire south side of Des Moines. Uh, we were at St. Anthony's on Sunday, and... St. Joseph's is a big deal to the Italians. They're going to have like 48 hours of just cookies. Feasting. Like cookies. you're going to breathe on cookies. <laughs> yes. If you gave up cookies for lunch, yes, then stay away from the south side. The Italians will be offended. You yes. ask Bishop Pates for a dispensation. For cookies. I hear the Irish are the getting The Irish are so. getting one. Taking it all easy for all of us. Throw a bone to the Italians. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, <laughs> um, I realize I'm just. Are, are you Italian? <laughs> are you Italian? No. no I'm married to a quarter Italian, okay. which is basically half Italian, uh, which is basically three fourths Italian. And I'm Greek, which somehow people confuse for Italian. I don't understand that, but they darker. do. They stop you. So are you Italian? Not really. <laughs> but, okay. Oh, I wish they'd go down the Italian center and throw that one out. Yeah, <laughs> that would not go over well. You know what I actually think is funny about, what, especially the, the stats you were talking about, what uh, Father Zach with St. Joseph and, and all these things. Um, people who act like, well, you know, the Father, you know, religion's not that big of a deal to men anymore. Uh, you know, they don't need it or whatever. But it's not like instead of going to church, <laughs> contemporary man is doing excessively they're gonna massive. Go, they're gonna go out cho- I'm chopping wood today, right. guys. Yeah. Sorry, I gotta I cut can't, the tree down. I, you sissies are going to mass. I'm gonna go <laughs> kill an animal. Yeah. You're like, you're, you are sleeping in <laughs> and, in and, an air conditioned house. And possibly starting to drink to watch football. Like, right. Those are yeah, the major like, things going on in the life of man. I have man to do today. something really manly, manly like play video games. Yeah, exactly. This might be like a big uh, cultural, uh, no, uh, generational divide. You know, one of the things that I bless God for every day is that our video games were not that great. Yeah when I was a kid. So you could only play them for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that this idea of what takes the vacuum when men stop being involved in the faith is, frankly, uh, shots fired here, folks, laughable. It's laughable what we decide is masculine in the wake of what used to be masculine. Now, I'll be honest, I'm actually very much behind um, people who point out that to be masculine doesn't mean to be angry or roided up or testosterone or some of the classic yeah, things. Machismo. That, yeah, that yeah. really should be thrown out so the wait, door. This WWF, that's how I always envisioned this, though. Right. Sting yeah. was, I always thought, yeah, am I wrong? Man Randy I was Savage wrong. Okay. is what you thought Father okay. Carter was Yeah, like. exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Darn it. No. Um, so I don't mind throwing out some of these ideas, but this idea that, you know, faith leader, religious, the one, like you said, I, we, we've been reading through Exodus and Numbers, and this idea that it's the fathers that take up the standard of their families and lead their family out into the wilderness following Moses and Aaron, the spiritual fathers. Right. This is not 
machismo. This is not silly, roided-up masculinity. This is something so essential to a society that when you get rid of it and replace it, I have no clue what we think we're replacing it with. Mm -hmm. And I think that... Father, you have to undoubtedly see that when it comes to spiritual advice. But, I mean, Joe and, I mean, all of us here, that, that to me starts to be the difficulty when dealing with other men is if you don't think your role is something like the head of the faith and spiritual uh, well-being of your household, what do you think you're replacing it with at all? Yeah, and, I again, I don't think that football and uh, and video games are high in the list of things. But it harkens me back to the 1800s and 1900s. And some of the great men that we think about as, as heroes, uh, whether it's political or, or art or what, whatever it was, they were open about their religion, very, very open and, and grounded in faith. Many of the, you know, look at the, the 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 founding fathers. How many of them were man's men, people leading out to war, and politicians and brilliant minds who were devout in their faith? And I think we just lost so much of that. And again, I think a part of it is because society. It's so much easier just to. We've also normalized. The Father Zach and I on our show talk about the uh, the Homer Simpsoning of society, where that becomes the norm, where the the male in the, the 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 man in the family is the buffoon, and the woman's a strong leader, and how that's become kind of the this the quote unquote acceptable norm, and how yep. terrible that is for for the common good. If I may make a plug for your show here, it, and it's it, we that's what our show hopefully is doing a little bit of is trying to recapture the fact that. To they're they're not uh, you can have both you can have both a macho man, I mean that sincerely an actual macho man and uh, be faithful and and be a, a practicing praying prayerful man prayerful man. Let me play devil's advocate for a moment. And I hate to do that. Mm. I think one one uh, failure in the church in in the last fifty years or so has been that we have not maybe spoken to men's hearts in our preaching and in the way that we organize parish activities. I think. Um, that's something that we have to continue to work on is how do we engage men? Because, uh, number one, men don't want to do something that feels stupid or uh, seems uh, effeminate. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the feminine. Actually, the feminine is beautiful for women. Uh, but I think men want to be challenged. They want to be uh, strong and they want to be courageous. And so I think one thing is we have to have high expectations for our men. Uh, we have to connect their role as father and and son uh, in what we preach about and talk about in our activities. And then we also have to invite because women are much more likely. They're much better about volunteering and taking on leadership roles. You don't have to. And I experienced this in the high school. The young ladies are very good about volunteering. The guys, you kind of have to tap them on the shoulder and they're usually happy to help, but usually they just need that personal invitation. So I think, uh, we have work in the church to do as well. I don't think that's the devil's advocate position at all. I think that's a fantastic way. And look, guys, we're, it's been great. We're running out of time, so I think we're going to leave on that note. Guys, this is a formal challenge to you. Stop doing whatever you think is being manly at the current moment. Real quick, should I, should I join the Knights of Columbus, yes or no? Yeah. Well, yes, of okay. course. Good. Was that an actual question? No, I am tonight. This oh, is my, nice. Oh, so. good job. All this talk about masculinity, I thought. <laughs> Does Knight help me, Knight Bud? (laughs) Dr. Knight. Okay. (laughs) On that, our crossover has to come to a close. Crossover week. Crossover. Crossover. Thank you guys very much. God bless. We'll be right back in a minute on The Uncommon Good. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com. 
Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Downing Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, using science to improve the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients used by the feed and food industries and the health, nutrition, and beauty markets. Kemen's vision is to improve the quality of life by touching half the people of the world every day with their products and services. Kemen, using science to improve the world. Online at Kemen.com. And now, great moments in church history. The year 480. The place, Nursia, Italy. In the heated tournament between the forces of good and evil, the Cinderella team of God received a talent boost no one was expecting when the twins Benedict and Scholastica were born into the fold. The Blue Bloods in Rome thought they had Benedict's commitment sewed up, Jim. But after seeing their numerous scandals rocking their program, Benedict has chosen the much lesser-known team of hermits. You would think playing in the Roman Colosseums would seal the deal for a young five-star like Benedict, but the thought of battling it out and the confines of a cave must have appealed to the old-school purists. With Scholastica rising through the ranks of the local all-star nuns, Benedict's renown and holiness convinced other recruits to join him in the Cenobitic Monastery, coining a new term for the ragtag group of teammates as they upset the number one seeds of Satan, the Benedictines. This is amazing, Kent! The Devil's team keeps throwing haymakers at the Benedictines, attempting to sow discord. Revolts against Benedict's leadership, stoking resentments, and even trying to drown the freshman Morris and Placidus. But despite all these attempts, Benedict and his crew keep upsetting the competition. Finally, at the end of his life, St. Benedict saw the soul of his sister Scholastica rise to heaven with the angels. Shortly thereafter, he too achieved the goal every saint is after. St. Benedict is being held up by his teammates with his dying breath. He's offering his soul to the Lord. Benedict is ascending to the Father on an illuminated path to heaven. He got it! But time is short, the road is long. In the blinking of an eye, all that moment's gone. And when it's done, win or lose, you always did your best, cause inside you knew the one shining moment you reached for the sky. And one shining moment you knew One shining moment you were willing to try One shining moment The Benedicts are lifting the trophy, St. Benedict's medal And you can be a part of his victory as well Just get a St. Benedict medal blessed and wear it for the rest of your life This has been another great moment in church history Well... I think it's been confirmed, folks. This has been twice this week that I've been recorded uh, singing on radio. So I have to confess that when I was a kid, what I thought I would be on the radio doing was singing. I had my terrible, horrible 90s alternative band, and I think I thought I was going to sweep the airwaves. So without Bud here, I can kind of throw my weight around and end up singing twice on the radio this week. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, We're already running out of time. This has been a fantastic episode. I'm I'm glad that you guys have got to hear it. Um, Just real quick, uh, an appeal 
to we are a nonprofit here at uh, Iowa Catholic Radio. I know you think we're raking in the big bucks with, I mean, we have uh, talent like Deacon Tony running the boards. You figure that's a lot of money. Um, but actually, non uh, nonprofit, so maybe between uh, your other bills, if you can send us a donation, we would gladly accept it to keep doing the Lord's work here. And also check out Bible in a Year, 5 a.m. every uh, every day to keep up and uh, hearing the word of God. This has been The Uncommon Good. May the Prince of Peace reign in your hearts, in our families, in our city, our country, and the entire world. This has been The Uncommon Good. We'll see you next week. God bless. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and on the official Iowa Catholic Radio app.